Today we have a very interesting setting in the studio.、Mm-hmm. Got some candles. It's dark. I feel like I'm a prisoner. We got no lights. The power went off. Yeah. And we're running off of a portable battery. Yep. Creepy candles with decor that is supposed to look romantic, but it's not. In this setting, it looks terrifying. And of course, today we're reviewing a creepy book. Naturally, we couldn't have like I don't know described the happy one or the one that made us really angry.、Mm-hmm. It has to be a creepy horror book. And it ain't even Halloween. No, it's not. It is June 9th. <laughs> What are we gonna do? <gasps> What's that noise? Stop it! <laughs> I do not like the dark. <laughs> And then, of course, tell us, tell them about Sean. Tell them what Sean did. Oh yeah, Sean just scared us. We were here in Creakies. Go upstairs. I'm like, we did this before, me and Sean, to Brad. And so Brad was like, "Are you sure that's not Sean? Are you sure?" And I was like, "No, I'm positive. I was telling the truth this time. I did not think he was up there. Creep on up there. Open the door, and Sean jumps out and spooks Sean or spooks Brad. Yes, and my and I got I had my girl scream on.、Mm, you did. That was impressive. Thank you. <laughs> I was like ah, like it wasn't that. That wasn't even it. It was high. <laughs> it echoed off the walls. That was like a Jamie Lee Curtis scream. It really was. You you would give her a run for her money. I'm the new scream queen. You are. Oh, it was. It was good. But so, um, I almost died. Brad almost died, almost and it peed, was. I think I peed my pants a little bit. I mean, if you ever need to check, just. Yep.、Yeah. I mean, it's dark, so no one can see. Right. <laughs> Where are you, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> right here. <laughs> I sound like a monkey. <laughs> you did. <laughs> We're not good in the dark. We're not good. Oh. Uh, all right, moving on. Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad, and I'm Brittany, and we are the voices in your head. Today's audiobook is "We Have Always Lived in the Castle" by Shirley Jackson. Narrated by Bernadette Dunn, published by Blackstone Inc. Audio, or is it Inc. Audio, or is it Inc. Blackstone Audio, or Inc. Audio Blackstone? Ooh, I don't know. We covered them all. We covered them all. So, <laughs> <laughs> the audiobook release date is March twenty second, two thousand ten. The duration is five hours and thirty two minutes, and the genre is literary collections, gothic. And horror. Did you know that this originally came out in like the sixties? Oh yeah, sixty two. I think. I did not know that. Yeah, I did some research. Yeah, I did research like after I was listening to it,、mm-hmm. knee deep in it. And two thousand seventeen is the first time we'll ever hit the big screen. Really? This is the first、There's、film adaptation. Yes. I did not do enough research. Yes, because I, I looked up. I was like, this needs to be a movie. And little did I know, it has. I think her name is Tessa Farmiga, who's oh yeah was she was she Final Girls was she in Final Girls I think so maybe I、We、could be wrong I've never, I've never seen that always oh it's good、uh, she was in American Horror Story season one and a couple other didn't ones didn't watch it didn't watch it and she was Vera Farmiga's youngest sister I think it is the same girl yes it is yeah 
I really like her. You should watch yeah. that last girl. And she looks final girl. Oh my god! I was like, there's no way she can. She's gonna look like Mary Cat. Oh, but, she plays Mary Cat. Yes. Oh. And I'm not even kidding. I looked at the pictures. They they just released like a couple of pictures, and she looks just like the cover of this book. Like, oh my AF. god! I'm excited. So I was like really excited. And also Sebastian Stan is in it, who's gorgeous. And I think he plays Charles. I'm not oh. 100% certain. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah. So I'm real excited. Oh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I seriously did not know this was going to be a movie. Yeah. So I was sitting excited. here thinking like it needs to be a movie just yeah. like you were. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was the first, it's the first film, film adaptation. So that's pretty cool. That's really neat. And it's, it's. Marked as one of her most successful, yeah. probably the most influential Shirley Jackson books ever. Yeah. The Lottery is another one. It's a really short yeah. story. I read that one. It's supposed to be the most like horrific short story. Hmm. Yeah. For for the time, I think. Yeah, of course. Because a lot of movies have been based off of The Lottery. Really? Yeah, like The Island. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we haven't even done the summary yet. Oh my God, get to it, get to it, girl. We need to do this. <laughs> Before our battery runs out. Right? We are running off of, like, exhaust fumes at this point. These candles only go, you know, they have batteries in them. Thank you. (laughs) I would have never guessed that these candles that are currently just flickering. (laughs) They ain't even a real candle. They they ain't keeping us warm. They just be in there. They are romantic, though. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this summary, taken from Amazon... Six years after four family members died of arsenic poisoning, the three remaining Blackwoods, elder, agoraphobic sister Constance, wheelchair-bound Uncle Julian, and 18-year-old Mary Catherine, or Mary Cat, live together in pleasant isolation. Mary Cat has developed an idiosyncratic... Idiosyncratic? Idiosyncratic system of rules and protective magic to guard the estate against intrusions from hostile villagers. But one day, a stranger arrives, Cousin Charles, with his eye on the Blackwood fortune and manages to penetrate into their carefully shielded lives. I know what else he's trying to penetrate. (laughs) Right? Watch out, girl, Constance. (laughs) This isn't after dark. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's coming (laughs) after this. Uh, unable to drive him away by either polite or occult means. I said memes. <laughs> <laughs> unable to drive him away by either polite or occult means, Mary Cat adopts more desperate methods, resulting in crisis, tragedy, and the revelation of a terrible secret. Oh my goodness. Wow. So let's well, start off with discussing Miss Bernadette Dunn. What did you think about her? I liked her. Mm-hmm. At first, there's a lot of descriptions in the beginning. Yes. So I wasn't really sure how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I was feeling kind of negative because mm-hmm. I didn't need to know about Mary Cat buying eggs. Yeah. I mean, I feel like an hour of the book was about her walking to the grocery store and getting some eggs. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, can we move on? We know people hate you. I have we a life <laughs> to get back to. And it, it, it strikes me as odd that homegirl this isn't your first walk to the grocery store but she was acting like it (laughs) she was acting like it and you don't know the the town hates you by now i know like i'm confused i am very confused why we stepped into this girl's life like pretty much the first day that she was awake yeah (laughs) i mean how long ago was it since the poisoning versus now 
It's in the summary. Six years. I know. Like, does Mary Cat not read the summary of her own book? And she goes to the store. You should know by now. People hate your guts. She has to go at least twice a week. I mean, unless you I mean, live off one egg a year. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I do not eat just one egg, but we do have to make multiple trips to the grocery store. That's true. I mean, I go to BJ's Wholesale. Right. I'll buy them bulk. Yeah. And I still go every week. I know, right? <laughs> oh, God. No wonder I look like this. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, it was a weird scenario to just be dropped into, it felt like. Because mm-hmm. it really felt like Mary Cat also had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And Bernadette's voice was a weird thing to be dropped into, too. Oh, when it first started out and she was describing... The title of the book, what the book was, who wrote the book. She had a very older sounding mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. I was like, do I need to grab some knittens? Yeah. Like, I, do I need, like, knit, knitting? Like, old people knitting? Did you say <laughs> I need to grab some knittens? Some knit material. <laughs> or like, what, I was or... just following blindly. I was like, yeah. And then I was like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Some crochet. Like, I felt like I had to sit down with my granny glasses and knit and listen to this book. Yes. Because I felt like, oh, she's telling stories. But then she jumped into Mary Cat and it was suddenly um, an 18 yeah. year old. 18 year old. And then Constance was this mature woman, oh, but yes. not old. Like, it was so, this had multiple personalities. Yes, she really <laughs> did. And then Uncle Julian, she did a man's voice perfectly. Yes. Uncle Julian was creepy. He was. As anything. He was. It actually, so going back to the descriptions a little bit and how much there were, that is what made me look up the book to see kind of when it was made. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like this is a thing with older, more classic literary works is that there's a lot of descriptions in them. Mm -hmm. And it kind of builds up and builds up until there's not really a twist in the book. It's just kind of like, okay, the next part. It's, it kind of flows yeah. and very And it's kind of like a evenly. revelation. I would call it a revelation yeah. instead of a twist. Because it's like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of feel what's happening yeah. throughout the entire book. And yes. then when finally it's it's revealed, you're just like, yes, I knew this all along. But now it's, it's here and it's revealed to mm-hmm. me and it's satisfying. And it makes more sense. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed from older works is that mm-hmm. that kind of follows that trend. Very similar to film, too, back in the forevers it goes. <laughs> but that was, uh, that was, was that, how it was. Was that the technical term? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> but it was just, it was very, it wasn't scary jump out, jump out at you, kind of yeah. like jump scare kind of stuff. But it was just very just mellow and it's scary because this could happen in real life. Yeah. And this was a very kind of deteriorating mental state Mm -hmm. type of book where it was just creepy throughout the entire thing i didn't know what was going to happen Mm -hmm. so when it finally started getting to a point where everything started falling apart it just felt very uneasy Mm -hmm. and it kind of made that beginning part where everything was kind of like okay this is just kind of weird weird especially when the mat i did not expect magic to be a play in this book. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What? What is she? Protective magic? Why That's is she a, nailing books yeah, to a tree? This is some voodoo." <laughs> shit. I have to bleep these. Sorry, this is not after dark. Sorry, this is some voodoo things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's some voodoo. It is voodoo. 
So that was very creepy for me. And I did get goose goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Throughout the entire thing, I was just waiting for something to happen. And a lot of that was due to Bernadette's creepy voice for Mary Cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, girlfriend needed a Prozac. I didn't. I completely forgot that she was 18 at certain points. I thought she was 12 still. Oh, yeah. She reminded me of Gypsy, Gypsy Rose mm-hmm. from that Mommy Dead Dearest. Yeah, we literally just read the Wikipedia about we, that. I just watched it last night. Oh my god. Creepy. More creepy than anything I've ever seen in my life. This is kind of like that. And except I, Mary Cat is insane. Yeah. And slightly more independent than poor little Gypsy Rose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Bernadette. You got time for Gypsy Rose. <laughs> what did you think of her voices that she did let's go back to those a little mm-hmm. bit more because there was a lot that yeah. she actually put into this i really liked the different townspeople that she did like everyone was different it didn't have to be a major character it was the minor character of them of them all like they were just so well thought out and she just gave them such personality and that was really awesome to hear, just putting that effort into minor, minor, minor characters. Yeah. That's one of the notes that I made. I mentioned that she creates a great characterization with her voice mm-hmm. for everybody. Nobody had similar voice. It was the mean townspeople each had a different tone and a mm-hmm. different voice to them. And that's what was really great about it. Yeah. And it set each one apart. And the book is short. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she was able to put so much into such a short story, a short listen, mm-hmm. really had me hooked from the beginning. Yeah. It, it took me a couple of chapters to get in, but I, it, it wasn't just because I was bored because there's a lot of descriptives. I just kind of got lost a little bit with my own personal thoughts about it because I knew nothing. I didn't want to read any summaries about it because yeah. I felt like when I read a summary about this book, because it's so old and well known, I thought I was going to give it away. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to read any summaries. Um, and so I, in my head, I was like imagining all these stories that this book was going to tell me. And I was trying to guess the ending instead of just being on that ride with the book. So I think that was my only downfall for this audiobook is if you're listening to it, you know, I would just go with the book. Yeah. Just listen and figure out the ending when it comes. Yeah. But I was sitting there guessing. I was like, oh my God, they're all ghosts. Are these people real? Like, I thought they were ghosts too. I thought Mary Cat was like dead. Yeah. And I thought, I thought most of them were ghosts. And then I I was like, oh my God, what if Mary Cat has multiple personalities? Yes. And then I was like, because there was just different parts of the book where like a town, the townsfolk would be like, oh, how's he doing without naming him? Yeah. And so I'm like, who's he? Who's he? And they were talking about Julian, but I was just like, Hmm. And so that allowed my mind to kind of just run with it. Yeah. And think all these different stories. And I was just like, I gotta, I gotta slow down. So then when I probably halfway through the book, I was like, okay, she's doing magic. She's doing all this other stuff. Like I got to really focus. And that's when I started getting really into the story. Yeah. It seemed like you might've been influenced a lot by today's Today, modern yeah. books. Exactly. Which is cool to think about. Yeah. Very. It's very interesting to think about actually. Yeah. Cause I, imagine if, we have always lived in the castle was written today. Oh, what yeah. do you think would there would have been descriptives of like creepy noises in the house, people coming up and threatening to kill you, and picking up Mary Cat and on the ride home from her work and doing a whole bunch of bad things to her and gutting yeah. her like a fish. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh God, this ambiance in this room is making <laughs> that 
that description real creepy. <laughs> but seriously, like today's society is so much twisted. Yeah. I really think that so throughout the book, there's mention of Jonas, Mary Cat's cat. Mm-hmm. I really think that if this was written today, that cat would have been the first victim oh, of yeah. any of those townspeople mm-hmm. or Charles coming in. Yeah. And that was part of the things that had me anxious to to listen to because Mm -hmm. as soon as that cat was mentioned i was like i'm programmed to immediately start sympathizing with this cat because it's going to die yeah so when that cat dies i am going to make a note and rage about the book Mm -hmm. the cat doesn't die nobody Mm -hmm. really dies well besides all the people poisoned (laughs) yeah right (laughs) that's also in the description but like nobody is horribly affected or hurt physically mm-hmm. by the townspeople yeah. and those are the people that i think are the villains mm-hmm. honestly yeah oh because the whole idea of outcasting mm-hmm. mary cat and constance and julian yeah and i think that was a big theme throughout the book was how hard can we hate on these people we don't we know nothing about yeah and how can we judge them from something we don't even know the full story about yeah so I really, I think the townspeople were definitely the villains. And even though Mary Cat was creepy. And childlike. And childlike. She was still the person I was rooting for in the end, which yeah. is odd. Which is really odd given the revelation. Mm-hmm. Because you, you kind of, and going off of like what the book kind of shows you, for me it showed the love of a family member oh, yeah. as well. Because Constance was so attached to mary cat mm-hmm. like, and it was just she was just so full of protection mm-hmm. for yeah. her and that's what i think pow- most powerful part of the book was was the forgiveness constance was yeah. like i'm gonna forgive you for what i know you've done now yeah because you're my family and it was also interesting because in some ways constance took care of mary cat in a motherly way mm-hmm. and then mary cat also takes care of constance mm-hmm. because she's she wants to protect her from the outside world. Yeah. She's one of the reasons why Constance stays in so much because Mary Cat wants to push her to go outside, but she doesn't want to push her too fast. Mm-hmm. And she wants her to be protected and safe. And she yeah. knows that the outside world isn't safe. Mm-hmm. They are the only people that, that they have. Yeah. And I think that was really, it really drove the the whole story home for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. That, that moral of just, this is your blood. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of leads into Bernadette's emotion. Yeah. And I feel like she had, I feel like it was, I think she was, I don't think when she was reading this story to us, it was kind of like she wasn't, she didn't want to kind of tell us the story. She wanted to be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. And she was feeling everything. There was, when she, when there was times where there was panic with the fire, she was like, oh God, get out of the house, get out of the house. And I heard her screaming as if she was Constance or Mary Cat. And then I heard the anger from her from the townsfolk. Yeah. And so I was like, how can she switch on and off like that and still have the same feeling as the other, as the next character? Yeah. It was really, really cool to hear her. Mm-hmm. And also it sounded like from a production side of things, it sounded like when the shouting started from the townspeople mm-hmm. that they were coming from different angles. So it really gave kind of a three-dimensional sound mm-hmm. to everything. It was like you're watching a movie through your ears. Yes. <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. And Bernadette did an excellent job. 
So what did you think of Bernadette's interest in the story? Do you think those emotions kind of carried over into that? Yeah, I think that this was a thrill ride for her. And I think that she was invested. She was definitely there for the story. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that about her. Yeah, I felt like she had a large investment in what the story was holding on to. And also what the characters in the story were holding on to. And I feel like when it just got to that climax part, it really showed how much love she had for the Blackwoods. Mm -hmm. To be honest, there weren't many flaws at all for her. No. I don't think there was anything too negative that I was like, oh my God, this is the worst. And I think the only part that I disliked about the book was it was like a slow burning kind of one of those books. I think that was just the writing from Shirley Jackson. Yeah, from Nothing, the 60s. Yeah, so not from the 60s, which I wasn't like, oh, this is the worst book ever. Yeah. If I, I think that if it was written today, I would have been like, I expect more from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But since it wasn't, so I'm not like too bent up about it. Yeah, I didn't have any negatives either. I kept waiting for a negative. I kept waiting for a hiccup in the reading or pauses, pauses or the transitions to kind of have too long of a lull period in there. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't any. Everything was very, very well done. And it just, it made the history of this book and how much of a literary classic it is carry over to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. And it made it have that classic this is one that's going to be listened to for generations feel, which makes me excited because I don't think I would have picked this book up. What made you choose? Because you chose this book. What made you choose this book? The cover. Really? The cover was creepy. It kind of had a a doll type quality to it. Mm-hmm. It just really struck me as something that was odd. I was going through like a horror phase. Like I wanted to listen to a horror book and do another one. Yeah. And so the cover of it, the black and white quality, mm-hmm. cartoonish vibe. The little cat on the cover. Yeah. It just struck me as something that we needed to listen to. Not that I'm trying to be like ageist against the book, mm-hmm. but I think if I would have saw that it was in the 60s, I might not have chosen it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that they made the book and the the cover and the description and they chose an interesting narrator Mm -hmm. i'm glad that they gave that to the book because i think a whole new generation is going to appreciate what this book does shirley jackson actually wrote the house on on haunted hill yeah i saw that in Um, the collections as well yeah the Catherine zeta jones and liam neeson movie Mm -hmm. so this woman can write some horror i know she was like the stephen king of the 60s but she doesn't have that many books i don't think no no, I mean, Stephen King pops one out every week, I feel like. Yeah. yeah, he really does. But I think she put in a lot of thought into hers. Yeah, she wrote books that kind of felt like they were more for our generation when we weren't even going to be thought of for another 20 or 30 years. Yeah. So it's it's really cool. I, I read, and like I said, I read The Lottery. Mm-hmm. And it's a short, short story. I think it's only three pages and it's in a PDF. Whoa. Yeah. It's really good. I recommend a quick read of it. Hmm. I'll check that out. And I also like the shortness of the book. I guess this la- this moves on to our next question. But did you feel like you got a clear picture of the novel in the allotted time of the audiobook? Yes. The first two chapters were just describing the walk. Yes. I do have to say the first two chapters was ridiculously long. Yes, they were. I mean, it hooked me in. Mm-hmm. And mainly because 
Shirley wrote in little foreshadowing events mm-hmm. for Mary Cat. I mean, Mary Cat is a weird character. I mean, she started wishing that all of the townspeople were dead. Oh, yes. Throughout that, that whole so entire creepy. thing. I was like, she- this girl needs... Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> she needs something. She needs to release the demon. She needs a prescription. Yes. She needs a seminar. Yes, she does need a <laughs> seminar. Uh, that's about right. four of her closest friends, which was her cat, her sister, and her yeah. Alzheimer's uncle. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't even have any other friends. And we, kn- Uncle Julian, got his like he was what in the right? He got yeah. Yeah, they yeah. said it was a yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, but not spoiler, because I mean it's been out for like forever so there's gonna be a movie okay yeah (laughs) get with it but the book hooked me from the beginning because of those descriptions and the little events that were put in there because she also had the foreshadowing for the big revelation of i should be nice to uncle julian today Mm -hmm. and so it just struck me as odd of like why wouldn't you be nice to your uncle like i don't understand why she's telling herself she has to be nice to him Mm mm-hmm and then throughout the book, you know, you kind of get this lead in to why she had these feelings mm-hmm. really kind of grabbed me and mm-hmm. kept me interested, even though it was a lot of descriptions. Yeah. It still hooked me. Hmm. Do you think that five hours was too long or too short? I thought it was a really good length of time. Mm-hmm. I looked down in the beginning and I had the five and a half hours and then I looked down what felt like five minutes later and I only had... 16 minutes left what yeah it was weird Jesus, mary joseph i listened to it full out one day yeah it took me like three days to listen to it which is odd because it's such a short book Mm -hmm. i was listening to it over overdrive and it was only six six parts of the book and um it took me forever to finish i was like what is wrong with this and i guess it was just my five minute commute maybe yeah um and then but it just took me longer than i wanted to but I feel like if I sat down and really focused, I could have done this in a, in a day. Yeah. that's. I was stuck at my desk all day. So I just put it in, started listening, and started down the rabbit hole of research of who Shirley Jackson was and all of her work. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now I'll listen to everything. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. It's book book life. Book life. Book work. W-E-R-K. Work, 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 work. Really quick, I want to know who your favorite character was. Hmm. I did not like Charles. Okay, thank God. Because I thought for sure you were going to be like, Charles was my favorite character. I mean, no, I hated him. I don't really like bad men. Yeah. I don't, I think they, they just don't got no sass to him. That's true. That is very true. And Charles had no tact. Yeah, he had no tact, but I know when the movie comes around, he's going to be like, "Mm, hey, Charles. He's going to be your favorite. Hey, Charles. <laughs> it is up, Charlie. Can I call you Charlie? Mm. Who was your favorite? My favorite was Uncle Julian. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I like Mary Cat the best, just because she was creepy. She was creepy, but Uncle Julian just had this, he had sass. Yes. I loved his voice. I think he was my favorite voice Yeah, from Bernadette. He was, it was just like this old man, like, 
hey, Mary Cat. Like, yeah. did I do it right? No. No? No. no. But it's okay. Okay. Right. Leave it to You're Ber- not a narrator. Leave it to Bernadette. Let's leave it to Bernie. <laughs> but yeah, Uncle Julian was my favorite because I feel like when he was written, they didn't really have a good grasp of what Alzheimer's was. Mm-hmm. And so he's suffering from Alzheimer's, but we don't really have insight into what it is so we just know it as forgetfulness Mm -hmm. then he keeps newspaper clippings and he constantly reminding himself and he's like a low-key detective of trying to solve what happened to his family (laughs) i love his notes that he takes me too and i kept asking for him he was like where are my notes yeah like where are my notes constant he's like the fire's happening he's like i need to go get my notes (laughs) get my notes girl he just reminded me so much of like us as like a combined old man which is weird but you know Uh. what whatever Get over mm-hmm. it. Two things will never be old and men. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, I just won't be an old man. No, you'll always be Brad. <laughs> yes, I don't age. Gays don't age. That's true. Gays don't age. Phase? Oh, gays don't phase. Ooh. Hey. Yeah, there we go. We came up with something. It probably won't catch on. <laughs> so, when would be the perfect time to listen to such an audiobook? I think we got it right here in our studio. No electric. There's a storm happening. You got candles. Creepy candles. Creepy candles. I mean, if you want to know the creepy candles, go on our Twitter and literally see the picture that we posted. Oh, yes. They are there. So creepy. Whew. My goodness. My gosh. This would be the perfect setting to listen to this book, though. It, it would be. It's just creepy enough to where you feel like you're still safe but there's an uneasy feeling Mm -hmm. and that's what i feel like the book accomplished yeah you felt like it was an okay story about a family but then it just kind of like the cracks in the foundation happen and then it just starts peeling away Mm -hmm. and it's just completely we have a little bit of light coming in yes and that it's just like that's all the light that mary cat had yeah in her brain Mm -hmm. nice deep Deep. Very deep. So we know that there is a movie coming out. Would you do the audiobook, the actual book, or the movie, or potentially all three, or just two, or just one, or just none? Hmm. I really think I would do all three. Yeah. I think I would want to read along to this as I listen to Bernadette. Yeah, I just want to smell the pages. Yeah, smell the old pages that smell like old library. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get an old edition of it, mm-hmm. one that's been in circulation for yeah. a while. Yeah, I like that. And then I definitely cannot wait for the movie. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that now. I just discovered about it mm-hmm. five minutes ago, and I'm excited. <laughs> and it comes out this year. Oh, that! Oh my gosh. So I'm so psyched. That's like discovering that your book was made into a movie that already came out and you can watch today mm-hmm. after you just like fell in love with the book. That's that would happen that's what happened to me with um Fallen. Hmm. Cuz I was like I want to read this book and all of a sudden I found out it was a movie. Oh. Yeah. And then also Before I Fall already came out on DVD. Yeah. So we I are, mean, we're on it. We're on it. So then I guess I know what you would say for Shelf It or Shove It. Yeah. I'm going to shove this book. Not. <laughs> <laughs> you got jokes in this creepy basement. I got jokes. I would definitely shelf this book and keep it on a creepy little shelf in my creepy little house. Your creepy little neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And read it with my creepy little eyes. Mm-hmm. And your creepy little dog. Creepy little ears. 
Yeah, I have to say that I would shelf it as well, and it would probably sit on that shelf that has cobwebs. Oh, yeah, it has to yeah. have cobwebs. Like that shelf right over there that's in the studio right yep. now. It's mm-hmm. dark, Yeah, kind of decrepit looking because in, we're in the dark. Yeah, we're in the dark. When the lights are on, it's real cute. Yeah. But when the lights are off, it's kind of like a woman you meet at a bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never did that. Me neither. <laughs> but I've heard stories. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, it has to have cobwebs. Yes. All right. Well, that concludes our episode of We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Mm -hmm. And it was a great listen. Great listen. Great recording sesh. Yeah. I like this. We need to do more, like, studio ambiance. I think I just like the word ambiance. I said it, like, five times Mm -hmm. today. But, like, we we need to have themes. Yes. So if it's, like, a scary book, we need to have something like this. Or if it's like, you know, a young adult book, we need to have like posters of of Justin Timberlake. Oh, that was mm. a good, yeah, good. that was no, good. We're, that was good. We're in sync. We're in sync. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> but yeah, so we need to ha- we need to have themes. Christmas. Yes. Oh my god, we gotta have a, have Christ- to have a little tiny Christmas, Christmas tree. tree with some garlands. Yes. Mm-hmm. And speaking of being in sync, going back to that. Mm-hmm. We are always synced up on our Facebook. So go there, like us, so you can stay in sync with our life yes. and what we're recording. And then also follow us on Twitter. We are at Audio Shelf Me. Mm-hmm. Brad is always very active on there. <laughs> and I he is a Twitter god. I try. I try. Yeah. And then don't forget to subscribe to us on Google Play Music, iTunes Podcast, and Stitcher. And something I just Googled when I Googled us. Found out we were on something called Player FM. Don't know what that is, but it sounds like fun. Yes, someone found us and put us on there. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to chime in and start getting the discussion ready for the next book we want to listen to and suggest one, you can go on our website and click the Audible affiliate link to subscribe to the free 30-day trial through Audible. And you can get two free books, y'all. What? I said two free books, y'all. Not just one. But two. But two. Wow. So you can get one of the books that we've already discussed, or you can get a brand new one and say, hey, Brad and Britt, you have got to listen to this book. Yes. Please do that. Mm-hmm. We need some ideas, y'all. Yeah, we love ideas. I can't believe I keep saying y'all. I don't either. <laughs> Your fake country roots are showing. That's Maryland. Yeah. Yes, that is. <laughs> Until next time, stay creepy, don't burn any houses down, and don't kill your uncle. Bye! This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Or you break your mother's back. Is that a creepy nursery rhyme? I don't know. <laughs> I think that was just like a rhyme some messed up kids that hated their mother made up. Bus. Should I do that again? No. Okay. I liked it. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Really, Crotch Rocket? You live in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Who are you trying to impress? Probably his boyfriend. That's true.
Anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when was, oh, I was saying yes. 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 <laughs> I don't know what came after yes. No, Revelation. Um, There's a dim. Sorry. Yeah, the someone um, behind the cloud. Character. What is that? Characterization? Personalities? This is the Libtons commercial. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink, too. My royal farmed water. Okay. Nice little break. What? None. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. Um, I'm not butthurt. That means really upset. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs>